don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. When you're a child, a school is usually one of the places that you feel the most safe. There's something about being surrounded by all of your teachers and classmates that give you that warm and comfortable feeling. Some schools, though, have more than just your current teachers and classmates inhabiting the building. There have been a plethora of stories from all over the world that involve haunted schools, from colleges to high schools to elementary schools. In this episode, you're going to learn about one such school in the Appalachia during the 1950s, the Pine Top School. It was not uncommon in times past for the settlement church house to serve also as the school. As rural transportation to and from schools had not yet come into being, and the roads were a little more than rutted wagon trails, the students walked. Sometimes they walked several miles a day to the one-room church slash school. Students of all ages and grade levels shared space and a teacher. The teacher generally boarded with one of the students' families and was most times paid a small wage. Big pot-bellied stoves centered the high ceiling rooms and were fueled with wood cut by the older boys. When the heat became oppressive in the late days of May, classes were often taken outside. Older children were expected to tutor younger ones and to help look after them. Most children were eager to learn and schooling was taken very seriously by the students, as well as by their parents. As time passed, many schools were built near those churches. The children still played among the gravestones, drank water from the same springs, and used the same outdoor toilets. One such ladder-built school was called Pine Top, same as the church some hundred yards away. Considered quite up to date in the early 1950s, the school had eight classrooms and indoor plumbing, including two restrooms and a large cafeteria where lunches were served for 10 cents. Soon after the new school was opened and classes began, cold spots were noticed. Spots that even the new steam radiators couldn't warm in the winter. These cold spots would send shivers down the spine even on the hottest days of summer. Teachers and students alike felt these chills, yet no one could explain them. Belda Osgood, one of the lunchroom workers, always came to work with her husband, Gentry, who was Pine Top's janitor. In winter, Gentry kept the furnaces stoked and tried to keep up with the general cold weather maintenance. In warmer weather, he repaired playground equipment and unstopped the seemingly forever backed up plumbing that was caused by the spring rains overfilling the septic system.
One warm May morning, the couple came in early, even before the sun was up and bright. Gentry was faced with a leak in the second-grade classroom. The ceiling was brown with ugly water stains. For some reason, the ceiling dripped water long after all the rains had stopped. Belda brewed coffee in a small enamel coffee pot that she brought from home. When it was ready, she poured two cups. Hearing a noise in the storeroom, she called to her husband. There was no answer. She could see light streaming through the open doorway. Gentry, she called again. Coffee's ready. Still, there was no answer. Fearing something was wrong, Belda hurried to the storeroom just down a short hallway. When she stepped into the room, she saw a child, a little girl, in a long blue dress with white collar and cuffs. She had on brown shoes with white socks. She had long yellow curls and wide blue eyes. A slight smile graced her lips. Her skin was white as cream and she held her arms out and her palms up. Balls of light bounded from her palms up and out to dance about the room. Shocked at the sight before her, Belda called to the child, but the girl never moved. She just stared at her hands as more balls of light appeared to jump from her palms. Belda called again, little girl. She stepped closer to the child. The child never looked at the woman, yet when Belda took another step toward her, the child faded away and the dancing balls of light soon followed. Gentry found Belda leaning against the door facing, scared and trembling. Later that same day, a little boy in the second grade refused to participate in circle time, saying that a little girl with long yellow curls and wearing a long blue dress with white at the neck and the ends of her short sleeves was sitting in his place. He became very upset that no one but him could see her. The cold spots got colder after that and some special people were called in to investigate. It was reported that they could indeed feel, yet not explain, the 10 to 20 degree temperature difference in certain parts of the school. Nor could they explain the brown spots found on all the walls, the ceilings, and the floor of the storage room. The little girl was seen occasionally by those at the school, usually in the storeroom or in the second grade classroom. Sometimes students would turn quickly to see who was laughing, only to find no one there. Once the school even closed for a few years. Some believe that it was because of the mysterious ghost child, although the official reason was that the attendance was too low to keep the school open. But after a few years, it did reopen and the reports of the ghost child at the school continued to circulate. No one ever knew who the ghost child might be or why she lingered at Pine Top. Time passed, schools consolidated, and Pine Top is now gone. But Belda says that no one could have come inside that school building that morning as Gentry had locked the door behind him. She wonders about the child with the long yellow curls surrounded by dancing lights and what the people called in to investigate really discovered. For that was not the only time that they were called to investigate apparitions and cold spots at Pine Top.
So 